0: Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. Do you know what I use to
1: record these podcasts? Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Friday, October 9th, 2020. It's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill. Make an appointment today. People are doing it. People are calling. It's wonderful because it helps them live a better life through better dental health. That's what Dr. Mike O'Neill is absolutely focused on every day he goes into the office. He and his entire team wonderful. It, I, I absolutely trust I've trusted him so much. I've gone to no other dental office over the last 27 years. Give me a call. 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts. good news, bad news. The good news? Bobby Okariki back a full participant in practice. They need Bobby Okariki. All right. Okariki, Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker. Great linebackers, a terrific group. The bad news is that Anthony Walker is now down with an ankle. We'll see if he's ready to go today in practice, see if he's ready to go Sunday in Cleveland. With Anthony Walker, they're going to miss. Darius Leonard is the all-pro, but Anthony Walker is the guy around whom that entire thing flourishes. We talked to Darius Leonard yesterday and and asked him about uh, how underrated Anthony Walker is. And he's like, oh, man, it, it, tremendously. He hopes that their their entire career is spent together. And that would be a cool deal. I'd like to see that. Darius Leonard, a terrific guy to talk to, absolutely transparent. He's one of those guys that, uh, you know, the Colts are building around. Good character, really good character, team-first character. Hopefully he's good to go on Sunday. Anthony Costanzo. He's still not working yet. He's still not practicing. And so, uh, Costanzo, you need. Because the drop-off, I said it yesterday, between Costanzo and Raven Clark, who is potentially the uh, the backup to Anthony Costanzo, that gap is significant. Colts, they are point-and-a-half favorites on Sunday. We'll get to what you should do about that coming up in a little bit. Uh, the Titans, they're screwing up a lot of fantasy leagues. I talked to a guy yesterday I went to Wolfie's for lunch. I'm talking to Jeff, who's the server behind the bar. He's like, what are they doing? Titans are killing me. Look, I got guys on the Bills. What do we do if the Titans and the Bills, if it's not played on Tuesday, what if it's played, you know, way down the road? Does that count toward week? I know that these are questions. Look, in the the era of COVID, you feel kind of ridiculous asking those questions and pondering, you know, how this affects a fantasy football league, but there's money tied up in some of these fantasy football leagues. There are people who pony up a hundred, five hundred, a thousand bucks, and then the winner of the league gets a significant to us amount of cash. That's something to consider and and so if the Titans and the Bills can't go on Tuesday, if they postpone that to uh, like November, what does that mean for fantasy football? There are a lot of little tentacles that, uh, if not respected, erode the confidence in the NFL and would corrupt its popularity. Roger Goodell's got to do something about this. You can't have 23 guys for the Tennessee Titans all testing positive. That's just, that's inconceivable without rampant irresponsibility by the Titans, irresponsibility like private workouts together, where they go to a school, get together and work out because practice and the facility have been closed. That can't happen. Happy Friday to you, Scott. Absolutely, Fridays are just wonderful, aren't they? Especially in the fall. We got college football tomorrow. We got high school football tonight. We got pro football on Sunday. Uh, just wonderful stuff going on all around us. Bears beat the Bucks last night, 20 to 19. A late field goal, but it was the, it's turnovers that do it, right? The the Buccaneers, they get a pick. They score a touchdown out of that. And then the uh, the Bears, they recover a fumble, they get a touchdown out of that at the end of the first half, and that's really what brought the difference in this game. Uh, the late field goal by the Bears helped, too. But without that fumble and the resulting touchdown, the Bears don't win that game. Now, the Bears are 4-1 with that win over the Bucks. All of a sudden, they look a little bit better than they might have. Like when the Bears played the Colts, and the Colts won that game 19-11, you thought, hmm, both these teams... Really flawed, as uh, as three in one teams, right, or as is whatever, that two in one teams, flawed. You know the the Colts coming off wins against the Vikings, and uh, and the Jets. You really didn't know what they had in a loss against the Jaguars, for God's sake. Now it looks a little bit different. That that win last night for the Bears against the Bucks kind of validated the win for the Colts over the Bears. We'll see what happens on Sunday with the Colts and the Browns. Browns in a similar situation. The Browns, they don't really have a quality win. They're three and one, but they played three patsies. There are a lot of similarities between the Browns and in the Colts. There's some differences too, but the uh, the Browns and the Colts neither have committed a turnover over the last two weeks, and uh, turnovers. Man, there's nothing more important in the NFL than turnovers. Uh, Bears now 4-1. and one. Panthers coming up a week from Sunday. So there you go. Uh, ESPN, <clears throat> we were speculating, speculating, on uh, how ESPN responded last week to Monday Night Football being slid to 8.50 at night while a 7 o'clock game was still being played because of COVID, they, they slid a game into Monday night. And uh, it was the Chiefs and the Patriots, right? So who's, whatever was on Monday night, nobody was going to watch because we were all watching the Chiefs and the Patriots on CBS, right? This coming Monday, you, you've got another Patriots game sliding. This game, the Patriots and the Broncos, that's sliding to Monday. Uh, the NFL said, "You know what? I don't like these uh, these calls from Jimmy Pataro from ESPN. So what we're going to do, instead of putting at risk this billion billion dollar deal with ESPN by uh, by putting the Patriots on and and pretty much blocking anybody from watching the game on ESPN, we're going to start the Patriots Broncos game at five o'clock in the afternoon." instead of 7 o'clock and running it into whatever's on ESPN. We can't have that. So calls were made, adjustments were made, and now the Patriots and the Broncos are going to be at 5 in the afternoon instead of 7 at night, shoving Monday night football, the normal game, to 8.50 at night. Uh, One more game in these division series, which I've grown uh, intensely tired of. A lot of baseball yesterday. Uh, The Braves, they won their series The Dodgers, they won their series, and uh, the A's were eliminated by the thoroughly repellent Houston Astros. Uh, Today, we get finally the last entry into the uh, league championship series as the Rays and the Yankees play Game 5. And uh, one of those two teams is going to move on. I hope it's the Rays. I so hoped that it was going to be the Rays and the A's and the Padres and the Marlins. Um, I don't know why but I'm always fascinated by the matchups that would cause television ratings to plummet. I always root for those things because everybody thinks that it's all rigged, and maybe it is, and, and that it's all for, for money and it's all for TV ratings. I like seeing underfunded teams like the Oakland A's and the Tampa Bay Rays move on. Young teams like the Padres, exciting, and, and the Marlins, nobody expected, move on. Who in the hell? would ever watch a minute, other than Rick Venturi, who absolutely loves the Tampa Bay Rays. If it was the Rays and the Marlins, nobody's going to watch. People in the state of Florida wouldn't watch, not for a second. Uh, anyway, let's get to the important stuff, and that's, uh, that's who you going to bet on on Sunday. I got to tell you, the orb has been hotter than hell. The orb, anybody listening to the orb, has made a lot of money over the last three weeks. I don't think the orb's been wrong. So let's test the orb and see what he thinks. Orb, how you doing on this, uh, this rather chilly Friday? Does it get as cold out here for orbs as it, as it does for people? No, not really. And God, God, stop patting me on the head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's not, I didn't mean to. As you well know, I I try to respect your space, and uh, I I don't want to cause a ruckus because you are making a lot of people a lot of money. Let's talk about this weekend's games. Colts at the Browns. Colts one and a half favorites. The the over under
2: is 47. What are your thoughts? Oh, I really like the Colts minus the one and a half, and I love the under. The under, because what the Browns try to do is run the football and control the clock, and the Colts try to do the same thing. So I think the combination of points between these two teams is going to be under 47, despite the fact that the Browns allow a lot of points and score a lot of points. I don't think they get to 47, and I think the Colts cover.
1: All right, how about the Cards at the Jets? The Cards, a seven-point favorite.
2: Oh, I love the cards in this one. The Jets are terrible. Joe Flacco's going to get the start in place of the injured Sam Darnold. So I love the cards, minus 7. And I also love the under 47 because I don't think the Jets are going to be able to score with Flacco at quarterback. So that means that the cards would have to score 47 to hit that number.
1: All right, so you think uh, maybe a shutout will be
2: pitched by the Cardinals? That's interesting. Unlikely. Well, why why don't you stick to what you do well, and I stick to what I do well? Reasonable. All right,
1: Jaguars at Houston. The Jaguars a five and a half point dog, and the over under is fifty four and a half.
2: I am staying away from the uh, the over under in this game, but I'm taking the Jaguars plus the five and a half. Take the points. Jaguars against Houston. I like the Jaguars as a dog. I don't think that the firing of Bill O'Brien is going to light a fire under those uh, under those Houston Texans.
1: All right, and the Vikes at Seattle. Uh, what do you think? The over under is 57.
2: I'm gonna take. I'm staying away from the line. I'm gonna take the money line with the Seahawks, the minus three thirty. There's no way the Vikings go into Seattle and win that game. And I'm gonna take the over, on the over under of uh, fifty seven. I, I, I think. You know what? Here's the thing. Both have averaged more. Uh, they in games they played. Both have scored more, and both have allowed more than would equal 57. So I think in Seattle this weekend, it's going to be a scoring fest, and 57 is a low number, so I'm going to take the over. Thank you, Orb. Wonderful stuff. Let's hope, let's keep track of... Stop hitting me in the head! I
1: apologize. The Orb has spoken. The Orb has, I don't think, has missed in the last three weeks 12 out of 12 the last three weeks. Really, really doing well. Happy Friday. Uh, Let's make some money this weekend, can we? As, As we know, the Orb's picks are for entertainment purposes only. We guarantee no results whatsoever, but we can say this, that like I said, over the last three weeks, the Orb has been right a lot. High school football tonight, everywhere. Brabuff, is uh, at Cathedral. Actually, it's at Arlington, but that's not too far from Cathedral. Burbuff and Cathedral. Cathedral playing really good football. Cathedral, the only loss for Westfield, uh, one of two losses for Carmel, and then uh, somebody else who's really, oh, Chittard is really good. The only loss uh, for Chittard, all against Cathedral. Burbuff's going to have its hands full tonight. Uh, Carmel at Uh, Warren Central, Center Grove at Lawrence North. Tomorrow, or next week's game between Center Grove and Cathedral is going to be a brawl. Uh, Garen at Decatur Central, HSE at Franklin Central, Cecina at Ritter, Lawrence Central at Ben Davis. Uh, Madison, the Kooks of Madison, the running Kooks of Madison High School down along the Ohio River taking on New Albany at Burke Field. Uh, New Albany, of course, is going to win that game because justice will be served. The Kooks of Madison, you know, that's the home of the metal hospital. You got a bunch of a bunch of uh, lunatics running around Madison. They put them in helmets and pads and they call them a football team down there. Uh, Perry Meridian at Roncalli, (laughs) Happy birthday. Look, if you can't make fun of Madison, Indiana, what the hell fun is life? Right. For God's sake. Um, Pike at North Central, Terre Haute North at Chattard, Westfield at Fisher, Zionsville is at Avon. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Uh, Desiree Payton, happy birthday. Daniel Kinneman, happy birthday. Melanie Dawn, Herbie Pilato, Grace Wilson, Billy Shue, Leslie McKillop, happy birthday. Uh, Ron Hargis, happy birthday. Brett Allen, Laura Steele, the great Laura Steele celebrating her birthday. Rusty Walker, Jason Hess, and the great Adam Allfeld celebrating a birthday if today's your birthday you celebrate like hell if it's not your birthday you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment today sports uh it's all we talk about on inside indiana sports now with kent sterling we'll do that about two o'clock this afternoon cannot wait to talk to you then
0: hello it is your partner big boy interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood